This is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkasky. Dave, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Andy. Back in the studio, yeah, back, back in California. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's, it is always nice to be back in the studio together. You know, we just got news uh, right before we came on the air today that Sandy Schwartz, the CEO of Cox Automotive, who we've had on the show before, just uh, announced that he's stepping down from his position, taking a position within the Cox family office. That's big news. It's huge news, Andy. And look, you know, this is a time more than ever that all companies, you know, not just automotive, but all over the industries uh, are really taking the time to look at the future. You know, you know, this is the time to peel back the onion, to go, you know, look under that hood and say, okay, a guy like Sandy, who's done such an incredible job of building so many great brands within the Cox organization, but who's going to take it on from there? You know, Dave, I've got some more questions about kind of this turnover of an executive, especially during this, uh, this interesting time. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by DCG Acquisitions. DCG Acquisitions is the automotive industry's most successful dual agent acquisition and growth specialists. For more information and to view their collection of premier dealership listings, visit DCG Acquisitions at DaveCantonGroup.com. Dave, help me understand this. Is, is this right now, with the turmoil that, uh, that COVID has caused, is this a time where we should be expecting to see turnover in executive positions? Is this kind of what you predict? More than ever, Andy. Look, you know, even in our company, as we're sitting here and we're operating on a day-to-day basis, we're really what we're trying to do is utilize that downtime that we had during March, April, and May of really being able to restructure, re-engage, kind of disengage from the old now and create the new now. And part of that is leadership. Part of that is executive roles. And I really do believe that more than ever over the next six to 12 months, we're going to see many companies creating their next version, their next few decades of operating, how that looks on the surface. And I'm, I'm going to guess that those are going to be the people going into those positions who are innovators, who are thinking big right now, who are bringing real value uh, to the company that are already in particularly uh, high positions within various companies. But it's all about innovation. And I think the CEOs that are failing to innovate or that are failing to go to a, a new process, they're going to be the ones who struggle, right? You, you know, Andy, I was just talking about this yesterday as well. Executives, CEOs, and leaders that just can't get with the new normal, they can't figure out how to adopt the new way of operating, the virtual, the digital way of operating, they're going to be hurt. And those are the people that are first going to be looked at to, to, to be replaced. Dave, today we have another excellent uh, guest on, an executive from Cox itself. Uh, interesting that we're talking about Cox at the beginning of the show. Who do we have on the show? We got Mark Vickery, Senior Director of Performance Management for Vin Solutions. And Mark's going to talk to us about how to invest in the right CRM. And I got to tell you, it's That's a funny really topic. important right now. Yesterday, we had our entire DCG team right. on a CRM training call. Okay. So, and I got to tell you the investigation that we did to get the right CRM, because it's got to be the best CRM for your, for your, for your Everybody's different. Your Everybody customers. has different needs. He, he has a, he has some talking points that I can't wait to talk about because he talks about the different types of people. So let's get right to him. I know he's waiting. Stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Mark Vickery, Senior Director of Performance Management for Vin Solutions. Mark, good afternoon. And how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Glad to be here. 
It's great to have you on the show, Mark. And it's kind of funny that we bring you on today because, you know, yesterday, uh, my our executive assistant for DCG uh, planned a refresh course for our CRM that our that our company utilizes on our national platform. And wow. you know, we, we had this big go to meeting call with, uh, you know, with with dozens of people on there for my firm and, 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 and our CRM company doing a refresher course. OK, kind of making sure that everyone's utilizing the tools properly, that we're utilizing the reporting uh, metrics properly. And just to ensure that, you know, there's synergy between a consistent pattern of what everyone's doing across the DCG platform. And I got to tell you, it was hours long and everyone was engaged for every minute of this uh, of, of, of this refresher course. So speaking of that, uh, you know, I, I just got done this morning reading an article, okay, how to invest in the right CRM to accelerate digital adoptions. And I see a survey here that, that was done by Cox Automotive Group, okay, that says 71% of cars purchases intend, uh, car purchasers intend that they want even more steps to do online. Tell me about that. What are you seeing? What's the data that you have that shows that? And tell us what that means for the dealers and what they need to implement immediately. Well, look, you know, uh, the first part, you know, you're talking about getting on with somebody uh, re refreshing your CRM. Uh, it cannot possibly be more, but it's music to my ears. That's 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 the whole thing uh, with software. And maybe we can get into some of that some, but, but specifically to you know, how our business is changing and it is changing. I mean, it, it's, it's, and this is not the first time, you know, our business has changed. Is it, you know, I mean, there've been, you know, um, uh, just the onset of the internet in general um, uh, caused some major changes to uh, the way people shopped and the way people bought. Well, this is, this is one of those times where I think it's a, a significant and seismic change to how we go about, uh, doing things. And that, that some version of that stat you talk about is probably the whole thing. You know, our numbers tell us that, that people are wanting to complete steps of the process before they ever darken the door of a dealership. Oh, by the way, if they darken the door of a dealership at all, um, they want to complete steps online before they come in. And, and one, one way a dealer friend of mine uh, said it to me, uh, recently is they're wanting to do this stuff in the process that they hate and then save for when they come into the dealership for the parts of the process that they like, you know, uh, and I think that's a good way to look at it. But yeah, the overwhelming majority of dealers uh, tell us that, that, that people want to complete steps are, are completing steps online that they weren't before. And, 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 and almost all dealers are, are, are preparing to, uh, sell cars in that environment where maybe they weren't four months ago, but they sure as heck are now. You, you know, Mark, you talk about three different categories of automobile shoppers. You've got those who want to do it entirely online, those who want to kind of do a hybrid of it where they do a lot of the online research and then finish it up in the store. And then you've got the, the classic, the old school uh, car buyers out there. You know, we can look at numbers that are six months or 12 months old that kind of told the market about how, what percentage people fall into those categories. Though that percentage, that, that statistic, those, uh, that marketing research, that's all out the window. We don't know what it's going to look like in six months. So what should a dealer, what should an executive be looking at right now with regard to CRM to make it so that they're able to be flexible with those three types? 
assuming that we may very well be headed down a path where we have many, many more people in that first or second category, people who want to rely much more heavily online. What does a CRM do that, that, they sh that dealers should be looking at? Well, I don't know that it's a maybe, first of all. I mean, I, I think it's a certainty that, 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 you know, categories one and two are going to be more and more populated. Um, you know, I mean, and, and I, I would just ask you to look, you know, within yourself. You know, I mean, um, uh, not that long ago, I don't know that I bought anything online. And now, I mean, I don't even buy milk online. I mean, in person. I, I mean, I, I, I. The Instacart brings me my groceries, That's and I'm as right. old fashioned as they come. Exactly. I'm 54 yeah. years old. I was out uh, with my wife the other day uh, having dinner, and we ordered three things on Amazon at three different times. In, in, in a half while hour, you're you know. sitting there at dinner, you're still while your we were head. sitting. And I mean, are you kidding me? I didn't even use a computer. I just used my 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 phone. So 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 I, I and I know that that's not a revolutionary thought for anybody, but but I I would tell you that most of the retail consumers that are in um, or think they're in category three, which we're going to call that the, uh, I don't want to do anything fancy. I just want to, I just want to come in and buy a car, man. Um, they, they're there because they don't know they have really understand they have an option to do anything different. And I think that as more and more people buy cars, um, uh, and more and more online, I mean, I, I don't know that people have to, you know, take delivery in their driveway to consider themselves as, 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 is progressing through an online shopping process, right? Sure. Um, uh, as more and more people do that, well, then my neighbor is going to be telling me about his great experience that he had online, and my brother, and my pastor, and my you know, on and on and on, and 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 so it's just I think we're going to see that become um, just the norm. I mean, everything tells us that. And what's interesting <clears throat> is when we came out of March and entered into April. You know, as you both know, I mean, it was a pretty, um, you know, major, you know, deal we were going through in this country. Um, well, we had a lot of dealers that were like, um, hello, somebody teach me really fast <laughs> how to sell cars uh, digitally because it's the only option I have. Well, and, and, Mark, and, and maybe now. And, and Mark, um, I, I hate to interrupt you because I think we are very convinced about the fact that we are going digital and that those numbers are going to be blown out. Tell us about yeah. what the C, what the CRM does to better capture that audience that start that's drifting over or that's rushing over to uh, the online sales, whether it's entirely or in part, what is the CRM part of it? How does that factor into it? Yeah, so I think it's the same thing that 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 uh, the CRM has always offered, and that is a way for you to remain consistent and and structured on how you communicate with with the consumer. You know, I mean, the first thing is this is is the CRM is going to change. The role of how we use the CRM is, is changing now. Historically, you know, we created a process in the CRM that you follow, you know, and that might look something like this. The lead comes in. Um, I respond with a quote on four vehicles. I make a phone call. I send this email. Are you still interested? And so on down the line, I'm following a specific canned process that is the same for everybody, almost no matter what. Whereas now I don't know, that the processes that we've thought of historically in the CRM are, are the same anymore. They're, there's, they're, they're for sure they're not linear the way they, they have been historically. They, they may, we don't control the process, the consumer controls of the process. So what I've got to do in the CRM then is I've got to, I've got to be able to 
read the information I'm getting from the consumer. What, what does the lead say? What information do I have? Do I have a credit app? Do they have a trade-in? Do I have, you know, have I, have they evaluated their trade-in? What information do I have and what do I need? And I would tell you that I want to assume they want to buy the car uh, online until they tell me otherwise. So the biggest thing I've got to do now is I've got to verify what path it is they're interested in and explain to them how I'm going to deliver to that path. You know, Mark, you bring up a lot of great, interesting points, but here's something that I'm going to challenge you on. And I think one of the greatest fears that we're all dealing with today, I'm speaking to, to mega auto groups on a daily basis. Okay. And they're all telling me, Dave, we're coming off a historic June, the greatest month we've yeah. ever had since the inception yeah. of our auto group. And a majority yeah, right. of those people are driving into the car dealership and going yeah. through the process that they did a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and so on. So in a dealer's mind, in an executive manager's mind, in sales manager's minds, they think they're back to the old way of selling cars. People are going to drive through. Here's my belief yeah. on this, okay? And then I'm going to get to your point. My belief is we're going to see this huge surge of people wanting to get out of their homes, even if it's to go to the car dealership, out, you know, because where, where, where were they going for the last four months? Grocery store, yeah. CVS, Rite Aid, and back home. Now they get to go to a car dealer. They're going to the car dealer. They're yeah. probably going with a hybrid, knowing what they're looking for, knowing what's in stock, driving it, paperwork, going home. The fear is this. That's going to literally, I believe, come to a halt, okay, or, or, or a huge decrease of people wanting to drive into the store once they know they don't have to. And here's my challenge to you. I believe consumers, not a majority of consumers, don't realize that option B or C is there in all dealerships, in all aspects for them to literally go through the motion of picking out the car online, doing the credit app online, doing the trade appraisal online, having the paperwork drafted, and maybe they pull up to the side of the sales door, the car's waiting there detailed with a bow on it, they do a walk around, maybe they test drive it, paperwork's done, and they go home with their new car. How does a dealer, here's the challenge, how does a dealer tell that to the customer? Is it on, is it on their homepage of their website? Now, we're talking about CRMs, and they all... They all intermix together, right? So, you know, it's, you know, the CRM obviously is a tool that's been used in BDC departments for decades, right? Decades. How does, how does that CRM, how does a dealer communicate with the customer? You do not need to come in. You could do a majority of it from home. How does that message get across? Yeah, so I think you've got to have that messaging on your website. I think you've got to have, um, when, when you click on, the digital retailing page and you start that process, you've got to, you've got to line out for them, you know, um, what it is they can do if they choose to and how to go about it. But, but you said something pretty interesting a minute ago that I want to get back to is how do I reconcile this idea that I have to change and adapt when I just had my best sales month I've ever had in my history. And they all came in and bought a car. Well, don't you think that, that one of the challenges that dealers are facing right now is they don't have any cars. You know, they can't get inventory. So that message of, hey, you better come in here right now and buy this car or we're not going to have any left <laughs> is believable. Well, that isn't going to be the case forever, you know. Um, and when cars are plentiful again, well, I don't know that the, that, that the shopper's behavior is going to be exactly the same. And listen, we've seen dealers that went from, you know, April 10th 
um, oh my gosh, I'm going to be uh, all online all the time uh, to now. Eh, you know, I did that in April, but I don't have to anymore. Uh, those guys are going to lose in the long run. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, I, look, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think obviously, you know, people are used to utilizing a CRM the same way for the last two or three decades, right? Getting yeah, the customer's right. information, putting it into the CRM, sending them birthday notifications, anniversary And following my process. And following my process. How yeah. do you go about, so I see that there's five steps here that you have, okay, in this article that you wrote. Can you talk about that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can. I mean, I think that, you know, verification to me is a big part of, of, of the process. I've got to be, I've got to be comfortable with verifying um, what, what it is they're interested in. Whereas I didn't, I didn't used to um, give up that much control. I, I made the decisions on what I wanted to tell them and when I wanted uh, to tell them that, right? Um, I think that verification is, is, and a very important uh, first step, you know, because um, um, otherwise uh, I don't know. I want to assume I want them to know that it's OK for them to buy this car online without coming in and I'm comfortable with it. Uh, otherwise, I might make that person that does want to um, transact that way feel like I'm, it's a gimmick or I've tricked them or I really just want them to come in so I can sprinkle the magic pixie dust over their heads and get them to do whatever I want them to do. Right. So I, I think that is, I think that is important, you know, um, uh, and I've got to, I've got to then choose my next steps. This is where the CRM comes in based on what steps they need to accomplish. So if I need a credit app, I've got to get them to, I've got to give them to fill out the online credit application. Um, if I need to, if I need to go through a trade process, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to work with them on how I'm going to appraise their car, right? Um, I've got I've got to figure, and I've got to slow down enough to 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 understand what has to happen for them to get what they want, right? Um, uh, is that is that are you picking up what I'm laying down? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it really does. And you know, Mark, what I'm going to go back to because I think you're making uh, great points. I want to go back to my my question and my focus on how does the CRM interact with that that idea that we need to make uh, we need to make the the shopping experience comfortable we can't make it seem like we're trying to get somebody in the store when we're giving them giving them the online option because they're not going to trust that transaction what is the CRM function of that uh, do and, and really the big question is are people misusing their CRM in in failing to essentially capitalize on this opportunity to start doing so much more digitally? Well, I think people are underusing the technology that they have available to them more than misusing. You know, what, what I would say uh, is this, is, is while I don't think that we control uh, the process, not in the fashion that we, that we thought have uh, historically, um, we, we still control all the communication out of the CRM. And I think that, that, that one of the changes that has to happen is that people need to be more purposeful about what they communicate with, whereas whereas maybe even just a few months ago, there was a lot more automation in the CRM. I'm going to have a harder time landing, meeting them where they want to meet me if everything is automatically being sent out of the CRM. I've got to have more um, uh, purposeful communication with the client in the manner in which they want to communicate. I, 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 
you know, if I, if they want to text me and that's all they want to do, I've got to be okay with that. If they want to, if they're okay, email, if they want to talk on the phone, I've got to deliver the level of communication that they want uh, when they want it with the content that they're interested in. Uh, a bunch of random, you know, automatic text messages and emails. I just don't think it's what people want now. Whereas that, that was probably okay, you know, a year ago. It's less okay now. Mark, give us your prediction on what you see over the next six to 12 months. What do you see happening? Obviously, we know about this inventory issue. Manufacturers are saying they'll be back up hopefully by September, shipping cars out to dealers. As, as I said, and you agreed with, June was an incredible month. July is still yeah. a pretty good month, but inventory is decreasing every day on dealership lots. August is going to be probably one of the toughest months with minimal inventory, if any at all, at some dealerships. What do you see over the next uh, six to 12 months? Yeah, I think I think it's it's going to be a, a big, I think inventory is going to be the focus point. Our dealers that we talk to now are really, really busy. I mean, you talked about having your staff on a, on a CRM focus call for hours um, earlier in the week. You know, um, getting dealers time to talk about how they're using their CRM is harder the last month or so than it was in April. We, boy, they had all the time in the world then, you know, so um, they're just really, really busy, you know, and I think inventory acquisition is a major uh, a focal point of theirs. Where I think we're going to see uh, a shift in things is, is, is just what you've described is that they've, they've got to get more mojo down on how they're going to use the CRM to, to solve their customers' problems, which has always been what a CRM really is for. Um, you know, maybe it's like a, as a personal assistant or as a organizer, right? Um, well, now it's going to be about understanding, okay, um, Dave Canton um, is interested in a Hutmobile and I've got everything I have on him except his credit app. And, and I've, now I've got to put him in a position to understand how to submit the credit app, what's going to happen with that credit app when he submits it, um, what happens after he submits the credit app, what his next step is, uh, what his options are, you know, all of that stuff. The CRM will help me decide what, what those steps are uh, based on what you're trying to, what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and, and, and that might be different for, for Dave than it is for me, than it is for somebody else. And I've got to be able to deliver to all of those people um, in the same CRM. Mark, that's just such incredible information. And for dealers out there that, that have not created those refresher courses or even critique their CRM to what's going on in the industry right now, what's happening today or what could be happening tomorrow over the next three to six months and so on. I don't care how busy you are selling cars, find time, make time, have people come in a little bit earlier, stay later, do it virtual on a weekend, on a, on a day off, figure it out. The last thing you want to do is not be prepared for when this, for when this busy uh, surge uh, slows down and then your CRM is not up to par. And I think that's what I'm hearing from you. And I hope the 8,000 dealer principals out there are bringing that back to their, to, to, uh, to their executive teams to ensure that their CRMs are in place. And not only that, but everyone knows how to utilize it to its maximum potential. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Vickery, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Stay healthy and stay safe. Hey, I enjoyed talking to you guys today. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark. 
Dave, what a great interview. You know, CRM products, they really are critical. I've got one for my law firm. I so underutilize it. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to talk to a CRM executive because You're I'm so bad about I pay it. like $60,000 a year for the CRM for DCG. And I was on the call yesterday. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with everyone on the air. I had no idea of half of the information that this CRM could provide. And I got to tell you something. I was a dealer for a long time. A majority of the dealers out there as well are not utilizing their CRMs to the maximum potential. And just because you're swamped today and dealer and consumers are pouring in there, it's going to change. We're going to see more of that customer B and C, okay, that, that Mark was just speaking of, that hybrid customer that wants to do a lot between online and have the car ready. And then consumers that literally just want the car delivered to their driveway, like Andy did back in April. That's right. Took delivery on his driveway, never stepped foot into a car Although we're still, we're still dealing with license plate issues with that vehicle. But you know what? You never had to go to the dealership yet. But yes, that is correct. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest takeaway from today is ensure that you have that CRM being utilized, everyone utilizing it, it's making, is utilizing it to its maximum potential. And for, to make for the sure, society we're living in today. And make right? sure that the consumer knows the options that they have. Yep. That if they don't want to come in there to, to test drive or to pick out a car, they don't have to. Because I can tell you something, if someone doesn't see that they have the ability, they could be discouraged by, 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 oh, assuming, by assuming that they that it's not an option with you right and go to your competitor. So make sure your CRM is in place. Make sure you're communicating with the customers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today. Stay healthy and stay safe. Until next time, this is Dealer News Today.